Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit of Aya. Today is August 19th, 2018. Yes, I am here. Yay! And today we are talking about complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And a lot of what I'm referencing today is from Pete Walker's Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving. Now, I don't know if you don't know about this book, but if you got PTSD or complex PTSD, or you just don't know what the fuck is going on with yourself, this book will change your life. Um, you know, we're talking about things from feeling shame to feeling abandoned, feeling emotionally neglected, feeling like you're not succeeding in interpersonal relationships, feeling depression, anxiety, self-loathing, addiction. I mean, this is really the book um, for anybody who's dealing with any types of symptoms or trauma. It is pretty straightforward. Each section is short. For those of us who have PTSD, we need things short and straightforward because, you know, one minute later, we're pretty much dissociating. (laughs) Um, And it is just, it is so fantastic in confronting the main symptoms and issues that someone with complex PTSD really copes with in the most gentle and loving way. And really the author is amazing in delivering his message. Um, Not only in the way he writes it and it's very understandable, but Pete Walker's story is pretty amazing. Um, He is a therapist himself who also has recovered from PTSD. So who else is better to inform the world about how to recover from this in a strategic and um, simple way? Of course, uh, everything is simple until we put into practice, right? So that is what we are talking about today. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it because we all know your time is super precious. So uh, hang tight. Some of this information might be pretty potent and possibly triggering. So just hang in there. Um, But I love the way that Pete Walker has a title in his book called Toxic Shame and Soul Murder. And this is pretty much what happens to somebody as a child when they are emotionally, you know, sexually, physically abused. Um, And the inner child, which is our spirit, goes into hiding. And this is where the soul murder happens. Because what do we end up doing? We end up putting on this false self because we no longer feel safe in the world. And we have so much shame about who we are right? Um, because of the unprocessed emotions. So I'm just going to read what he says here about toxic shame and soul murder. And this is on page 35. 
the rejecting responses of our parents to our emotional expression alienates us from our feelings. Emotional abuse and neglect scares us out of our own emotions while simultaneously making us terrified of other people's feelings. Now, that's a pretty large sentence to digest. If you also don't know about Dr. Gaber Mates, he talks about how when our authenticity threatens attachments, we will change our authenticity to preserve attachment. And that's where the false self is born out of. And our body and mind and spirit then becomes wired for anticipation of backlash, um, usually from a narcissistic parent. Um, also our mind and body and spirit can get wired for a parent that's just not there for us, emotionally unavailable. And we end up potentially not getting mirrored correctly by our parents when we go to them, when we need soothing or we need comfort or we want to be excited and express our joy. They're just not there. You know, the, the affect isn't there. And this is so damaging as children because we are just beginning to learn what it is to be in the world and be ourselves. Um, and if there's abuse going on top of this, I mean, like I said, the mind, body, and spirit just gets, you know, totally wired and the foundation from childhood to teenager to adolescent, um, it carries on. You know, until the person begins to address this and relearn to their central nervous system begins to relearn a different way. Now, back to the mind, body and spirit, you know, so if the negative belief is I am unlovable, right, and the body cares carries the emotions of this right emotion is energy in motion so the i'm unlovable causes someone to suppress the true expression of themselves they no longer express preferences they um have unprocessed rage and anger right so the body is really important in all of this because the body holds all the memories, all the times that the child was abused, all the times as a teenager and adolescent and adult that the abuse that was never processed continues to live inside the tissues, the muscles, and the central nervous system of the body, right? So, and then the spirit represents the inner child that went into hiding and the false self began to present. So all of these must be addressed, mind, body, and spirit. We must free the inner child to reveal the true self, the true inner child, to take off the mask and then slowly confront the things that have happened in the past, right? And then the things that have occurred or the way that we have decided to react because of these traumas in teenager, adolescent, and adult, right? And they actually could still be continuing, right? Um, for, for many reasons, um, but just to keep it short and brief, um, just to kind of read a little bit more here, because he goes on to talk about John Bradshaw, who's also an amazing author. So John Bradshaw describes the devastation of the child's emotional nature as soul murder. He explains this as involving the process where child's emotional expression, his first language of expression is so assaulted with disgust that any emotional experience immediately 
devolves into toxic shame. So this is kind of like, so for example, if a child is even expressing joy, right? And, and usually children are. And then if the parent meets that with disgust, like you're being too loud, shut up, you know, that just, that right there, right? Is enough to, (laughs) to just stick a, a, basically I see like an arrow going into a child's heart, right? Because kids don't know not to take things personally. They don't. And like, not only that, but look at, this is your source figure. You know, this is the person you depend upon. So it's not just not taking things personally, but it's really about the attachment and what the child believes that he or she could lose if, you know, they don't figure it out, right? If I don't appease my parent, if I don't take care of my parent, if I don't change the way I am for this because my survival's at risk. So, um, but as we age into adulthood, um, we start to uncover these things and realize like, Hey, like these things have happened to me. I'm no longer in denial about them and I can begin to heal and do the work that it takes so I can thrive and be positive and have positive relationships because I'm worthy and I deserve it. Um, but that's, I think, I think that's enough for today. So, um, but this is, you know, this is in a nutshell what happens. Um, and we end up projecting the false self into the universe for a really, really long time. And oftentimes this is accompanied by addiction because shame in the body is so painful. You know, it's not just the shame, but like even the recovery from shame is so painful. When, when, a, when, a, when the inner child first comes out of hiding, it is so much work. You know, and as a person who sits with people and talks with them and this person who's been on her own personal journey, I mean, dude, like it's hard. All this stuff is easier said than done. Having tools and, you know, community are the main ways to stick with this and not give up. So one of the books that I would definitely recommend as your PTSD trauma, inner child, true self recovery guide is this complex PTSD from surviving the thriving book. Um, I know it has absolutely helped me, but I think really understanding the shame part and where the false self comes from, because you didn't just wake up one day and decide to be angry and rageful. You know, it can't, it's protecting you. It's trying to protect you from all the pain uh, from yourself. And it's trying to protect you from all the people around you because you probably just don't trust anybody, right? So that's just one example. Um, but also keeping in mind as you go through this process, something called shame reduction is really important. So even as you begin to transition to these new habits and ways, if you fall back, no problem. You know, it's no problem, like, especially with addiction, um, it's really easy to get 30, 60, 90 days of sobriety and then be like, oh, fuck, dude, I messed it up, you know, and it's like, you know what, who cares? I mean, the fact that you even have the courage to begin to confront these things and I think to expect, you know, lapse 
is more realistic than expecting yourself to be perfect because that's just there's a whole chapter on perfectionism attacks in this book too if you want to get into it so um just want to begin a conversation about complex PTSD. Um, this says, uh, I've, I've just realized I'm nine minutes into this. I haven't even mentioned ayahuasca, but let me tell you, ayahuasca is amazing in really releasing the, the, the body part, you know, the energy behind these trapped emotions in our body. It's so hard to do this in talk therapy. You know, it's, it's possible, but it's so, 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 so hard. Ayahuasca helps release the energy, the emotion that is in the tissues from the trauma. And she does that absolutely amazingly. No doubt about that. Um, so, and along with that, integration is so key, you know, in bibliotherapy, which is what I'm talking about today, like reading books as ways to integrate to get information so you feel validated that is what bibliotherapy is that is a fantastic integration technique you can't expect yourself to utilize the medicine and not do the work out of ceremony um you know there's there's something i said before cacao ceremony that i ran today um in our facebook group which is your intention is powerful but your commitment to yourself is the most powerful. And there's there's surely going to be days where you don't want to think or do any type of mental, emotional work, which is totally okay. Um, But you really can't say F it all the time to it. You have to, you have to, um, and trust me, you'll be thankful that you did. Once you're armed and equipped with what's actually happening rather than pointing the finger at yourself and feeling like, um, there's something wrong with me you go from there's something wrong with me to something happened to me and I can do something about that there's a huge huge difference so just know that there's hope there's a way there's a blueprint these days guys like we're not you know 20 years ago (laughs) even though Bradshaw was around then where we didn't know a lot about trauma we know a lot now and you know it's safe to speak up. I think that's the other issue too. Um, it's, I think a lot of people are out there just, they're suffering silently and you know, it's, um, it's so much easier to do this work around other people. And I know it's painful. I know it's scary. It's so hard to do it alone though. I know this because I've tried and I've helped a lot of people who've also tried it. So, you know, um, would love to hear your thoughts. Would love to hear your feelings. Feel free to call in and, um, share what you think about ayahuasca, CPTSD, PTSD, if you've read Pete Walker's book. And I hope you guys have an awesome Sunday evening. I will see you back here tomorrow.